Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. How's everyone doing today? It's your host with the most hair. Not anymore. I got a haircut. Dave Neal. How's everybody doing? All right. Hanging in there. For all of those loyal listeners, I know what you're thinking. Hey, Dave, this was the second week in three years that you didn't release a podcast. What the fuck? You're right. You're right. I felt horrible. I just didn't have it in me. I didn't have the... It's not that I didn't have anything to say. I was just so busy. But here I am. It's Memorial Day. We've carved out some time to talk. Let's catch up. How is everybody? I want you guys to know. I know you're thinking, Dave, you've asked how I am three times. Well, I have a lot of people to get through. I got Rachel listening in Australia. She wrote on the wall today saying, where's the podcast? I know. I get it. Make the monkey dance. Let's go, bitch. Where's the podcast, you little jerk? I got a road trip to go on with my in-laws. We wanted to listen to some PG relationship material. Uh, Well, you're in for it today. So let's uh, start this off with me. Tasha's... uh, uh, how do you say uh, exposed? She's going to be on the podcast in a minute. She's in the other room tidying up, as it were. That's the nice way to say a girl's taking a shit, I think, is to say she's tidying up. Can you hear me, Tasha? I said, can I hear Can you hear me, Tasha? And she goes, no. They always hear. They can always hear. Anyway, look, um, last episode, I don't know what the number was. Um, I, I don't call it airing out my dirty laundry, but some people might say I do. I speak what's on my mind and I uh, was going through some issues with Tasha. As we do, you've listened to this podcast. You know, we talk about our personal life. I always want to put both of us in the, uh, in the best light possible. But in doing that, sometimes if I'm being critical, I have to be critical of myself because I think we all know in relationships and look, this podcast is for everybody. I don't care if you're, uh, you know, want to be a lifetime bachelor or if you're four time divorcee, um, Lindsay from Colorado. I don't know. I've made that name. It doesn't matter who you are. Relationships are something we have to deal with. And, um, and whether it be the relationship you have with your headshot photographer, Catherine, Hillary, nice to hear from you guys, uh, which is so funny because I got my headshots redone this week because I got a haircut and I went with a different headshot photographer and I'm afraid to upload my photos to Facebook because I know my old headshot photographer is going to be like, what the fuck? You're cheating on me, you scumbag. But sometimes you need a different set of eyes to look at you. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's not relatable. No one has headshot photographers. Uh, but what is relatable is the fact that we um, as humans have this crazy need to be understood. And a lot of times in, in this need to be understood, we don't spend enough time listening to the other people who also want to be understood. Um, You might have noticed this with the political season or climate that we live in. We're too busy just wanting to just tell other people our point of view, and we're not listening. And that's what got us in this mess in the first place. Democrats aren't bad. Republicans aren't bad. Really, for the most part, we all just want good things. But in order for our agenda to be one, we've manipulated what the other people want. Oh, you're a Republican, so you just want to kill babies. You want to throw them in dumpsters. You're not, uh, whatever, I don't know. Or they say that about the Democrats. It's always just like we, 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 we like to take sides as humans, us versus them. Oh, you're not with us. You're against us. America. No, how about humans, right? What's up with this border shit? But we do it in relationships, right? We, you know, we get offended. We're very sensitive. We've been heartbroken. We've been manipulated. We've done manipulating things. We don't realize it. You know, I've been told that I'm very manipulative by my better half. She'll tell me, but maybe in my mind, maybe that's just the the thing you got to do to get your belly rubbed like a dog. Like our dog looks at us all the time. Like he loves us to death and then we give him food and it's like, really, does this dog love us to death or are we just the slave owners that are in control of the treats in this relationship? Are you a slave owner who's in control of the treats? If you're a chick who gives a good blowjob, you are. That's the treat. The guy, what do you need? You need the lawn mode. You need me to do the uh, clean out the garage, anything for a little blowy. We just, we're a reward based society, by the way. 
I can never tell if I'm just spewing shit out of my ass or if any of this makes sense. But this is where I'm coming to you from today. I had uh, we just went and got coffee at this place called um, Intelligencia, which uh, which uh, basically is uh, Spanish for going to rip you off. Uh, I, I didn't ask Tasha, but I said, tell me you didn't spend $19 on these two coffees and pastries. And she said more. And I said, 25. And she said more. And I said, all right, enough. I don't want to know anymore. It's fucking coffee, but it's good. Anyway, I've, uh, so, so when I have a little bit of coffee, you know, you know, I'm the type I just see through walls and I just, I figure everything out in the world and I go, Oh, it all makes sense. We just need to treat each other like we're equals. We have to worry more about understanding the other person than having our voice being understood. The only problem with that is on a lot of times, uh, what we do and this is the problem with humanity. We take the, we take the good first step. We want to, we want the other person to understand us. Right. And then what happens? They, they were the, we, we end up listening to their point of view and they don't receive ours. And that's the biggest issue is that not to remain exposed just because you've satiated your emotional hunger doesn't mean the other person is fixed. I mean, there's plenty of times when we get, when we get out of a fight, when, when one person's like, all right, we figured it out. We got it. I got that reassurance. Did the other person get the reassurance? And that's important to know. You know what I mean? I had fi- this funny, I have, I have such a funny yet probably very normal relationship with my mom in the sense that the older we get, the more we probably talk on the phone. But at the same time, you know, very, my mom's very defensive. So my mom runs my stepdad's contracting business. He's a heat, he does heating and air conditioning. She came in and started running it, like doing all the bookkeeping and, you know, managerial stuff. And, um, and of course their, their profits have been way better since my mom's been in charge. But, um, the second Tasha, I didn't tell you this. The second I got on the phone with my mom, Tasha just got out of the bathroom. She's uh, she's freshened up, as it were. Uh, the second I got on the phone with my mom, Jameson, my brother Jameson, is studying engineering in college, and he's considering uh, taking over the company afterwards. And my biggest th- thought was like, "Oh, geez, you did." Does he really want to do that? And she got so defensive. It's a fine. Our profits are X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just a toxic work environment. Like the whole idea of like father handing down the, the company to the son, to me, and, and I, I come from a place without uh, a father. Happy Memorial Day to my father. He uh, Is that what you do? You wish him a happy memorial. He, he passed away a few years ago. Vietnam vet. So that's he's the person you wish a happy Memorial day to. So give it up for, for those that we know that have fallen, um, which is weird that I even mentioned that because that's got nothing to do with the subject matter. But, um, I don't want someone commenting. You didn't even address the fact. Um, what am I talking about? Tasha? I'm all over the place. So my brother doesn't know what he wants to do. He's studying engineering and it's like, you don't go from an engineering degree to then running like a blue collar local, contracting business, which sounds horrible to say. That's the business that's fed my family. But at the same time, it's like, I just want him to... Well, I guess the thing is, does he really need a degree to do that? I mean, is he at school on a scholarship? It's a state, it's in state, so I guess he... doesn't need it. He needs like licensing, like refrigerator, like, you know, you need certain licensing to do the Listen, I think it's really cool to be able to go into the family business. I wish my family had a family business that I could go into. See, you're coming to it from the place where you don't want the structure of like looking for a job. You just want to be told. Can you push? Why did you pull the table? I pulled it over because I'm push it in. You see how you the, see the leaf is. You've separate. been here for 13 seconds and you're already rearranging my podcast setup. Babe, what do you want? Pull this to no, me. Look, you uh, you pulled okay, apart the leaf. One, two. Wait, hold, hold on, on. Let me get down here. Yeah, they, there's nothing more engaging to podcast listeners than couples rearranging furniture. Whatever. Welcome, Tasha Courtney, to the podcast, everybody. What kind of shit were you talking about, me? I was. Can I hear you? No, I wasn't. (laughs) They have eyes everywhere. Um, I was mentioning the fact that um, what humanity needs more of is not the need to be understood, but the need to understand others. And we have that issue with politics and sports and relationships. And I was mentioning that it's important with our issues that we'll continue to go through that we focus more on the other per on, on understanding the other person and that will instead uh, of being locked into your own that will scratch each other's backs as it were put a little uh 
icy hot on my back. I'll put a little icy hot on yours. Yeah, I could use some on my and shoulder. And then you'll tell me you're doing it wrong. It goes on that end. I uh, smacked Tasha's ass today and thought there was toilet paper. I, I'm not supposed to mention this. I thought there was toilet paper on her ass and it was a Band-Aid. And I was so relieved because how disgusting would it be to touch your your Sigos butt and there's just some loose Larrys that didn't make it off the old bandwagon. That's disgusting. It is disgusting, but that's what I... But was I... Did I look grossed out or was I like, babe, what's this? <laughs> what's on your butt? <laughs> it's a Band-Aid, folks. This episode brought to you by Band-Aid ban- brand Band-Aids uh, for all your uh, needs. So um, so anyway, we um, I, I apologize to our audience who listens for free. Please subscribe, share a review that uh, I went a week without podcasting. But here's the goal, and let's say it out loud, is uh, I want to get back to doing two a week. I want to do one on Mondays and one on either Wednesday or Thursday. So I want it to come out. I want people to be able to listen on their ride home Monday. They ride home from work, and I want that to be pretty motivational. I want us to get out there, make our money, live our deems, dreams, be creative, call our moms, and I want us to do one Thursday so that Friday people can have a laugh with us as they start their weekend. So that's what I'm aiming for. But, uh, boy, I'm out of breath, so just start saying stuff, Tasha, because I can't uh, breathe and talk at the same time. I really wish I had a water. Go get a water. You didn't refill any of the waters. Get some ice, refill the water, you'll be okay. We're operating with a very full sink right now. Yeah, you said you were going to do the dishes. Are you going to have time to do well, those before was, you go to work? So here's, here's where we got up. So I was going to do the dishes. Then next thing you know, I slap your ass. There's toilet paper stuck to it. <laughs> so I thought. And then we went and got these $25 croissants. And now I'm racing with caffeine. And the problem is it's 1030 in the morning and I got to work all night. So I don't, this caffeine's not going to stretch. This is like a firework that's going off right now. So I know T minus 30 minutes, I'm back to uh, sleeping next to your toilet paper uh, residue on the bed or whatever it was. <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, I formally apologize for talking shit, although I want the intention to be known that last episode, um, you know, I'm, I'm always motivated by what's current events. You know, like I'm, I'm not sitting here thinking, what can I talk about this week on the podcast? No, if I have some issue that's bothering me, I want to tailor it into a way that's helpful. And uh, unfortunately, but I, I will say this, I am super critical of myself and my own issues. And a lot of times, like I talked about anger, I didn't mean it to be your anger versus my anger, just the anger that we collectively hold on to anger, sadness, whatever that negative emotion is. I, I feel the like shadow. Yeah. I was going to say, why don't, you, why don't you get the book? I don't know where it is. I'll get it. I can't reach it. My, I got it. I got it. And I'll get some ice. So you just here, keep, take the keep rambling, take the which I know off. you can handle. The, um, I got you the nice long cord because I know your ADD likes to drift. I should just get you a wireless mic so you can just walk around the apartment. Uh, I mean, the podcast studio. So anyway, the, the, the idea is more about the fact that we all harbor scars from our past. And that's fine. Scars are a reminder of the shit we went through to get to where we are, correct? Did you hear me on that? Yeah, but I'm not holding a microphone. You know, someone mentioned that Tasha doesn't listen too well on the podcast, and I just want you guys to know that while she is listening, she is walking around the apartment. So if you can't hear what she's saying, right now she's telling me that she's got so lucky to have a sexy boyfriend. Oh, you couldn't pick up on that? Oh, sorry, guys. You couldn't get the audio. She laughed. Um, so anyway, so... I, uh, it's important for you, you, the listener, to know, and Tasha, for you to know, that my issue, I'm not naive enough to think that you're the problem. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you're, and, and, and I'm talking to Tasha, and I'm also talking to the audience. Um, let's not be naive enough to think that we are the solution. The only thing we have control of is the fact that we communicate constantly with our subconscious so we know where we stand and we can control that whereas we can't control others necessarily or we shouldn't we don't know where they stand so i think tasha a lot of times you don't know where i stand and that that's hurt that that's hurtful because you know where you stand you know when you're happy you know when you're not you know when you're hungry you know when you need to go poo-poos or pee-pees you know when you need to put band-aids on your bum-bums but you don't know when i so like if i'm picking at a zit or something but i get that you're like dave stop doing that but it's like you're 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 trying to manage uh, an unmanageable man you know what i mean like i'm just not i'm not i I can't i come from uh 
a place where I can't be told what to do. And that's the beautiful sort of uh, uh, symbiosis we have is that you need everything to be kind of in your reach of uh, power. You're like basically the British Empire and I'm some like and I'm like some African country. So like you're trying to control me, but I'm pretty far away independent. I'm like Madagascar. So, but I'm not saying cut ties. I'm saying keep the colony that you control, but let me use like the local currency. Does that make sense? Let me be, but don't, I'll tell you this, Tasha, the peer, the, the scathing eyes that you give me doesn't translate well to the listener. So they just hear nothing. I'm just letting you talk because you're, you're just rambling. I'm not sure that anybody who just listened to that thinks that it made any sense. I'm a um, jump rope and you need to decide when to jump into the jump rope because I'm moving. You know what I mean? You got to lean into it. You got to. So uh, why is that all on my shoulders? Because you provided me this crack cocaine coffee, which by the way, uh, I'd like to shout out that last night I was offered or is it two nights ago? Two nights ago, I'll say this, several nights ago, so we don't (laughs) pinpoint where I was. Don't check my Facebook events to be like, ah, that's who it was. I was offered cocaine for the first time. Yeah. Officially offered cocaine for the first time. In your life? In my life. Wow. That's not true. You think? No, that's not true in the first time. Because when we were in Colombia, remember that teenager like walked up to the door and was like, hey guys, you like the weed? You like the coke? Listen, a drug sale doesn't count as being offered coke they're just doing business i've been offered sex coke yeah every guy's been offered anything but yeah every, sex prostitutes of Where? course first time outside of um uh, uh that ranch what's the ranch place on sunset with the cotton candy yeah that was the first place i ever saw like an actual prostitute darren and i when we were visiting town what we thought it was cool that some chick w- that some chick was like talking to us and we're like oh she's hooking yeah, she, was, she offered sex? Yeah. I mean, they never come out and say it because they're not trying to get arrested, but they're offering sex. How do you know? Because you don't, girls don't hit on guys late at night in hooker dresses outside of the place, not looking to have a drink pot for them. Like, you just start to know what's up and what's not up. And sex I don't what, buy that. I didn't buy it either. Hey, now, folks. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, we... Um, do we, do, what do we do? Do we wrap up Columbia? Do we uh, put the fucking phone away before I shove it up, you band-aid butt? <laughs> put it away. I listen to some podcasts where the host goes nuts when people get on their phone, and I love it. I'm not trying to get on my phone. I was you just trying to post it. my Instagram picture real quick. You're trying, to, you're trying to post to social media when thousands of people have their ears pressed to the speaker listening to what we have to say. <sighs> Yeah, I'm, I'm letting you. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, it's it, right. Oh, when day. Oh, and so I took this jump rope and I put it down. And what? And what happened? You did not take your jump rope and put it down. I gave you the eyes that said, "Go ahead, r- take the ball and run with it." I'm just. I'm really. I'm not sure how I feel being back on the podcast because it seems like you don't really appreciate me here. I know you've been putting me down since I walked into this room. Well. Okay, so I addressed it when you were poo-pooing, and and uh, yeah, I want I want to make sure you know that I've got my own things to work on, and that this podcast is a really good um, vehicle for that in a way that we can help others while helping ourselves. And I don't mean to use it in the wrong way, whereas I'm harming you. I want you to know that we both have issues. And look at this. Uh, and you know what? If you don't think you have issues. You're, are you talking to me or are you talking to the audience? Uh, this is a uh, rhetorical. This is like, to, if you don't think you have issues, you better fucking listen close. Cause that, that's the, the person who doesn't literally the, the person who thinks that they ha- don't have any issues that it's all about. Everybody else is the one with the most issues. Oh sure. boy. I don't get it. Why do I attract assholes? You're a fucking cunt. That's why I'm not I'm looking at you, but I'm not talking about you. But yeah, it's a, it's a dude. I don't get it, man. Like chicks are just fucking bitches. Well, maybe you're a fucking acting like douche. a douchebag. It's a law of attraction. We we always attract what we are, and sometimes you got to look down and go, dude. Okay, I fucking have my heart broken a few times. Like I've had this where I'm like, why are chicks like running from me? I'm just like, oh, maybe because I look so fucking aloof that they don't that I'm not. You know what I mean? Like 
I had to like be like, oh, I'm playing it too cool. I'm uh, I'm way too independent. So maybe I should sh- let girls know if I like them. Like, because it used to be like, I'm not going to let a girl. Oh, I like that. Girl. I'm not going to let her know I like her. What am I, a psycho? So then she blows Steve on the baseball team, uh, which is very similar to what happened. Um, his name wasn't Steve. I can't remember his name. Some chick fucked another guy on the team. She's like, oh, I didn't even know you liked me. And I was like, what do you mean you didn't know I liked you? This is a common theme for you, huh? Yeah, I didn't tell you I liked you, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, but I maybe maybe what I what had to happen was I had to spend time being like, do I like this girl or do I like love the, our friendship? And I'd in 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 and in doing so, I created a stronger sense of awareness that I did love you. Yeah, maybe if you if your ex girlfriend hadn't blown your teammate, <laughs> you wouldn't have ever figured out that you have a problem. Speaking of blowjobs, so um. Tasha wa- wants me to, if I ever do, uh, or when, I'll say that when I do Strike It Rich, she has mentioned that working, uh, being a sex worker for me. And I would <laughs> love the idea because it, that's what it is. It's basically like socialism. Like you're paying your taxes, right? You're getting free health care in a social society. You're getting all these nice things, but your taxes are high. So instead of instead of me just making it, uh, it rain, um, maybe like we can monetize like a la carte purchases. Like here's a hundred bucks to blow me. 50 bucks because you okay, tickle my butt. Like 5,000. But here's the thought is that you want five grand for a blowjob. And this is where, this is where communism doesn't work is that people get all laissez-faire and they're just like all right i guess i just touch his dick and i get five grand and eh, eh, honey so here's what i propose and i've 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 actually updated the thought since we talked about this earlier um is that yes you can get up to five thousand dollars for a blowjob up to that sounds like such a scam minimum minimum and i'll work on the minimum 50 bucks. Okay, you're out of your mind. Because if you just think you can punch a time clock in a time cock, that's going to be punching the time cock. That's the name of the episode at 21 minutes. Punch it. You can't even you you just punch a time cock and I'm just going to spit out hundos. You're wrong. So here's, here's what I, uh, so we get a, a mutual party, preferably people we know, like a couple, and they have to, they have to watch the blowjob. And, no, um, this is taking it to a whole different level. But they, Sorry, I'm not taping our blowjobs to they, send to your friends. They well, then they'll watch it in person. We get some, <laughs> we got a new bench here You're they can an sit on, and they and they have, and so that way they get to decide how much the blowjob was worth. That way you have like take Claire and Darren. So Claire might be on your side and be like, oh, he was grunting weird. Just give her the fucking money. But then Darren might be like, oh, geez, you didn't put your back into it. You know, like you were <laughs> trying to post to Instagram at the same time. So like, you know, if you want those new pair of shoes, you got to add the, hum, you got to like really so weird. start the Hummer, but, but then we get to judge their blowjobs. You know what I mean? So we all, and that way, I think you're taking this a little too far, but that I way, was just telling you to like, give me some money for a blowjob. I bet Claire gives a horrible blowjob, but now she's got us sipping on our iced coffees, watching her being like, what, what it do, Claire, what it do. And then Claire's like, I'm going to suck the fucking money out of this dick. And then she, I don't know why she turned into like a Louisiana, you know, alligator hunter. I'm going to suck that money out of this dick. And you have a wild you. imagination, babe. Well, I just think that um, anyone listening, sexactuallypodcast at gmail, let me know. Is this a good idea? Does anyone listening want to be the first to judge? I mean, what would you what would you do, though? I mean, judging aside, say there was a way to measure blowjobs. So, like, literally, you have to measure, like, my, you know, just say sperm count, right? But, like, so, like, guys' sperm count, like, even the worst blowjob, a guy's going to come, say, say 75% of his load. Even the worst one, he's still going to come even 50%. My face right now. But a really good blowjob, he comes 92%. But like finger curdling, break, uh, you know, like shaking, you know, Michael J. Fox maneuvering is going to get him to that 100%. Like what takes it from a 92 to 100, you know? That's the question. I'm ready to move on. From Moving on from of- punching in the cock. What's it? What did I say? Punch... Punching the cock or punching? I already forgot. What's the clock? Punch the clock? Yeah. It, so punch the cock? Punch the cock. But don't punch it. That's not an actual <laughs> move for the blowjob. Oh, I was trying to get that five grand. I just punched your dick right in the head. Just punched it like a fucking whack-a-mole at the 
County fair. Um, so we got to, so you bought a book. So here's, but here's how we, uh, here's kind of how we cope over fights. So like we've, we've both come to a mutual agreement that we need outside help kind of like the blowjob thought, but more so in a therapeutic way, <laughs> in I a reached, professional way, in a professional way. <laughs> so basically as long as they have a master's degree, they can watch a suck dick. No, not sexual therapy, but a uh, relationship. But, um, but we've both been bad at pulling the trigger at that. I Googled a sex oh. Therapist. So that's the the most you got. I'm no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm being critical of myself. So you're very defensive. I I googled and saw that you sh- made one Google, and that's all the work <laughs> you're willing to put in. Maybe it was Yelp. I don't know. But um, she said her rate was 150 an hour, and I'm sure it's negotiable. But I didn't even respond to that because I was like, look, you know, I could fucking pay a masseuse 150 an hour to like, you know, there's no way you're going to be mad if you've got a Thai massage happening. (laughs) Like you just can't feel both feelings, but, um, you ordered a book and is this, did you order this book because you want us both to learn or is this something I have to read? This is something that I think any person should read, even if you're not in a relationship. It's called, so I listened to this podcast, um, cheating on us. You listen to another podcast. I listened to this podcast <laughs> and uh, this guy, James Hollis, uh, was was the guest on the podcast and um, and he's they were talking about this book. They mentioned some stuff that was in this book and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll order this. So I, I ordered this book tell on us Amazon. About it. Tell us about it. Well, he said that he hates the title, that his publishing company picked the title, but it's called Why Good People Do Bad Things. So he wrote it? Understanding Our Darker Selves. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to get him on the podcast. Then. Is he on the West Coast? I don't know, baby. We'll figure check it him out. out. So why why do you do bad things then? Well, because you have all this baggage, just like you were talking about it. He calls it the shadow, our shadow, shadow. self. So the 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 self deep inside of us that is is the road rage or the you know the blow up or you know the bad behavior, the bad behavior that sort of like sneaks up out of nowhere that surprises you the sometimes. Temper tantrum, because everybody as it were. wants to think that they are a good person, right? Nobody nobody knows that they're a bad person and is okay with it Psychopaths unless they're a total psycho. Believe that they're doing the right thing. I mean, uh, or or pray. that they no psychopaths they 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 don't feel remorse about what they're doing. It's not necessarily that they believe that they're doing a good thing. They just don't feel. But a lot of even racist or redneck certain people, they really deep down have this brainwashed idea that they're doing the right thing. Right. So that, you know, they think that they're a good person. Everybody thinks that they're a good person. If you thought that you were a bad person, you, you wouldn't last And that's last the problem is that here, with think. society, we're easily manipulated to, but to like, others' it's, agendas. it's easy to point the finger when you get road rage. Ah, oh, that guy cut me off. It's like, well, they, that person wasn't trying to cut you, you off. You threatened and, to kill a guy yesterday. No, I said drop dead. Okay, well, you, you wished the <laughs> simple death. Please drop dead. Don't die of <laughs> cancer or something <laughs> slow. Just drop dead. <laughs> If he dropped dead, that would cause so much traffic. Well, you always you act like I get really like enraged um, when I when I'm like road raging. I really it doesn't bother me deep in my core, but I do sort of have a potty mouth. I get anno- I get annoyed at the incompetence of other drivers. You guess but which do I race think they are. That they're doing it on purpose. This has to be an Asian lady. She's old. <laughs> I can tell she's old. <laughs> we drive by to some young hipster. Oh, it's just a Joe. No, you don't. You're not anti-Semitic. On air, at least. Uh, <laughs> no, it's... Uh, but uh, as a passenger, I can feel it. But no, also... but I've, it's not like a real rage thing. It's just annoying. It's annoying because I get like tense on edge. Driving around Los Angeles is is an intense experience. Okay, well, let's talk about that. You get tense. Because it's, it, it's so many people and everybody's an idiot. I was just having this conversation with somebody else the other day uh, who was... New here. Who was I a with? A guy or a girl? Who were you talking to? I have no idea. But either way, we were like just joking about how nobody uses their blinker and how annoying it is. Super like, annoying. It's like, come on. You don't turn your blinker on after you're making, you know, like somebody's getting off the exit, right? And you're like behind them thinking that they're just trying to go straight and you're trying to make it right. Don't turn on your blinker after you're getting off the exit. Your blinker is for alerting me what you're about to do. Your blinker is for alerting me that you're about to change lanes or that you're about to slow down yeah. because you're about to make a turn. Don't slow down and then turn on your blinker. You've done it wrong. Driver's Ed with Tasha Courtney. 
the point is, it's super <laughs> annoying. Everyone's an idiot, and so you have to constantly like be on the defense when you're driving yeah, in LA. You're a white knuckle. So you sort of like you're you're just tense the whole time. And when other people are making idiotic moves around you that make you have to slam on your brake, it's like, geez. Life is a highway. Learn the rules of the road. I wanna ride or drop dead. It all or night that long. might drop be Drop dead, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you're like a Tourette's life. <laughs> Life is a use your blinker, you motherfucking gun. <laughs> but here's here's um well but let's But that's the thing. That's what your your shadow self is, is this like deep, nasty thing that comes from your gut. The example that he gives in the in the uh like uh what is the foreword or whatever, the introduction of the book is uh shadow. you know, like a lady who is walking out of church and her friend slips in the mud and she starts laughing. Gotta laugh. It's like, you know, it's it's you're embarrassed that you're laughing because you shouldn't be checking well, that your the, friend is okay. But like, how about that chick who was falling on the paddleboard? One of the funniest moments we had was in, I still haven't uploaded those snaps, by the way. Okay, so we're gonna have to. Okay, okay. But honestly, I think that you're not. You recorded literally all day. You recorded this lady and her husband. I wouldn't even call her a lady. But here's what we have to do. We have to make this promise now. Find that snap and we have to post it on the Instagram. But what Go, I'm saying, babe, is that you might not be able to see anything. Because those glasses, they record what's there. It's like super fish-eyed. Look, if you and you were recording them from far away. Okay, so I if, don't... if we can't see it, I'm gonna make Tasha go on a paddleboard, and we're gonna reenact this. <laughs> so, so we went real quick story, right? So we went. I don't know what we told about Colombia. Had a great time. We had South just America. arrived in Cartagena, so nobody's heard this. Story okay. Yet. Oh, so we haven't told the story. So right. we we went to an island. We we're staying in Cartagena, which is on um, the coast of the Caribbean. So it's Colombia is the northernmost part of South America, and it's the Caribbean coast. Super cool town, uh, but this. The beaches are kind of shitty in Cartagena. It's like a city kind of vibe, kind of just shitty beaches. It's like a port city, port a very city. old port city. So yeah. yeah, they have beaches. They're just not super gorgeous beaches. They're all public beaches and the sand. You know, it's not white sand, blue, what crystal clear, blue water beaches. Um, so thanks to Tasha's um, uh, social media traffic, we were able to upgrade uh, to the intercontinental. Uh, King's Suite. So we get to stay at this, and that's where we left off with you, or two episodes ago. We're staying in this King's Suite. Amazing. They they, they had chocolates waiting for us. They knew exactly how to fluff I'll to post fluff some me. pictures on my Instagram. I'm about to post those pictures in the next couple days. So check Overlooking, them out. Nice, uh, nice infinity pool, all that stuff. But the beaches are kind of, we didn't. We literally didn't even put our toes in the sand. No, uh, I did. And then you made me, because it was late at night, and there was lightning. And I put my toes in the sand, and you threw a fit. And we're like, no, we're not walking out to the this is the pirate capital of the Caribbean. <laughs> I'm not letting you just put your toes in the sand. Some white bitch who's going to get kidnapped by the pi- the pirates would kidnap you for two hours, and they'd be like, "Um, she's got road rage in the boat." <laughs> Drop dead, Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> so we so so anyway, they um, they have these little boats they charter. We went on like a forty person boat. Uh, Tasha did not puke. Uh, we were both very not seasick, and they boat you to these private islands. But of course, you're in there. You're at the private island with like fifty. 50 people. Other people. So we get to the island, and it's all sorts of different Spanish-speaking cultures because it's Colombia. You have Venezuelans and Chileans and all these people. We don't know the difference, but they've all got fake tits. All of them fake boobs. The guys, hairy, kind of just, just. Well, but the most skin. obnoxious part that you haven't gotten to yet. I'm building is, up to it. Oh, geez, what is it with the music? We paid all this money to go to a private island to enjoy the sounds of nature, and every other person brought their own personal pill or like tiny boombox and is playing their own music at full volume. So, like the first person this was to the go first to guy. like the lounge area turned their music way up with like some EDM like techno yeah. like horrible it was so you it get was up, awful so you get off the boat and then you're on a private island and there's those little like thatched roof kind of like Tahitian kind of vibes and you get to the and it's like a gold rush to get a good spot like Tasha like we gotta go so they got they they sit us down and they go all right there's this beach there's that beach there's snorkeling and there was like and there's these guys will be here if you want to do business with them that's how we put it basically which means some dudes with lobsters in their hands like trying to sell us fucking fresh crustacea which i am not a fan of shellfish not a fan of crustacea they're roaches they're aliens they're yeah they're weird when they're alive but they taste good they sizzle they you can hear them scream when you boil them so could other animals if they were alive when you boil them too Uh, no it's nasty so 
so the point is we get to the uh, beach and we we post up and get a uh, pretty nice little day bed as it were like a nice you know nice little padded wooden day bed futon thing on the sand it's beautiful we look like we're in a corona commercial and then all of a sudden this dude with his bolt-on tittied girlfriend i mean but pretty flat stick figure tall Big tits, just <laughs> skin bone, sternum, and tits. No middle ground, but no no thought that maybe the tits connect. Just a just a four lane highway going up her chest with two bolt on boobies, double D's, and um, then they in some like benefit of the doubt. Fine, whatever. Plastic surgery is cheap down here. Knock yourself out. He sure did. Then all of a sudden they start playing their music at an unhealthy level. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that I was should, as loud as that music could go. Right. And here's the thing. So we tried to get away from this awful music, even though we had already posted up in a really nice spot by going to a different beach on this island. It's a small island, but you know, you like go to the other side, there's like a little house or something right there and you go to the other side and there's another private beach where like it was way quieter and I was like, let's go over there, babe. How and obnoxious we do we sound? Like we had to go to another beach. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like we could still hear their music. Yeah. That's crazy. But like, what happened? But, but, why, but here's my thing. It's like, how, who is that inconsiderate? And it might be like a cultural thing. I don't know. It's like just music like how Asians can stand in, next to each other and have America. no problem. They have no sense of uh, personal space, which is true. I'm not judging. Go to New York, stand on a subway. They will stand on your toes and not think twice. They just don't. They they have a country of billions of people. But like when you're paying to go to a private island to enjoy the nice, relaxing sounds of nature and get away from the hustle and bustle of the public beach in Cartagena. Yeah. It's like, maybe some of us just want to chill and maybe you could keep your music at a reasonable so, volume. But I thought that this guy was like, maybe he just had the ego to be like, oh, everyone's going to love my Michael Jackson remix with Boys to Men or whatever it was. I mean, it was more like um, Latin uh, infused uh, But I got the music. impression that everybody else hated him too. But then it was like contest of who can turn but, their speaker up the So then the, the guy loudest. right next to him, say there's a row of 15 chairs the guy right next to this bolt-on titty chick with the loud music starts playing his music, not this. And so, it, and it was totally a different genre. It was like at a, this point, I would I would have loved if they all had the JBL speakers. I wish I was being sponsored by JBL, but I'm not. But I have them at JBLs. You can take multiple speakers and all press the button, and then they all pair up, and then you have surround sound. At least that would have been nice. But you're talking two different tangos competing for each other. None of it makes sense. Anyway, so we hate it. It's just really annoying and really inconsiderate, and in then, my uh, opinion. I think you should be considerate of what other people's preferences might be. But I would must never, be. ever think to go to like a place where other people are enjoying. Even like, you know, when we go camping and stuff. I would never like oh, I know. blast my music thinking that the whole campground <laughs> but, uh, so, or Joshua Tree, wherever, wants to hear. The campground what, is democratic. Like someone will show up and be like, can you turn your music down? Like the, the walls are so paper thin and obviously intense that like the, that like if you're going to be loud, someone's going to tell you to be quiet or the ranger or whatever. But and so we're in South America. What do we know? So if multiple people are blaring their music, maybe it's just a one fucking parade of whatever. You know what I mean? Like maybe your personal space is literally that three feet around you and so yeah, else. Yeah, but if your music is permeating past that three feet. I'm just saying those two people played their music all day long next to each other and no one seemed to have a problem but us. So maybe maybe that's just like what we you know we're sensitive with our audio anyway we're talking about people falling and, and laughing at oh, them yeah. <laughs> so so we we've, we've built a uh there's nothing more beautiful than when a couple can hate another couple it's good to have couple it really wars. brings you together it really brings you together <laughs> so there so tasha got or we got these snapchat glasses from my buddy gooch and sarah ann who by the way if you ever want gooch and sarah ann can watch us do blowjobs and um I think you're going to have to scrap that idea. I have a feeling Sarah Ann gives crazy blowjobs. All right. Well, just because she openly talks about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying if you openly talk about S and the D, you must just be a, you know, and Gooch just doesn't, he, he doesn't talk about his emotions. So I'm sure that she just plows his cock. All right. Good for you. <laughs> Excellent observations. Can we get back to the topic at hand? Yeah. Titties falling. So, 
she, they, they go out on the paddle board and this dude, they, you, they, they, you could tell they had money. Like they were ordering all the bottle service and this and that. So they both order the paddle boards and this guy for the life of him can't stand up on the paddle board and the chick uh, we're just watching them and I, I was snapchatting it. I was basically you hit you touch like you were being really evil. You touch the top of the Snapchat glasses, you hit the button and it just automatically records what my eyes are seeing. So she eats it hard. I mean she didn't fall off into the water. She fell backwards, hit the board and then like seeped into the water. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever watched someone seep into anything, but watching somebody just She just like peeled off. <laughs> like right off into the water. Just one by the tits. I mean, she I, had okay. flotation devices. Now, she literally listen, couldn't sink. I feel like karma is going to come back to bite me in the butt. I've never been on the paddle bo- on a paddle board and it's probably very difficult. There's a reason that they were having trouble. No, no, I, I, I guarantee you this. There are thousands of people listening going, no, it's not. I, <laughs> I've got a high center of gravity with my chest and my arms, if you will. And maybe that was a problem. The chick had such huge tits that were so high up that it threw off her balance. I mean, honestly, or but, maybe they were wasted. But the guy had a belly and he couldn't get up. He had a low center of gravity. Uh, the uh, paddle boards are very easy to stand on. We could we could easily uh, play a game yeah, of chess but maybe on the paddleboard. No, I think everybody Connect says four. it's like a full body workout. That it really like the balancing that yeah, once when you come paddling, in from the end of the day, no, you feel like you really worked I'm out. I'm telling you, I've I've done I've done. They do yoga on paddle boards. I've done handstands on a paddleboard. I'm not bragging. They're easy to stand. Trust me. They're easy to stand. You've I, done a paddleboard? Oh, I've done paddleboards. It's super easy. I've never, I've, I'll t- put it this way. I've never fallen off a paddleboard. I've never mind standing up. They, they couldn't even stand up. I've never fallen off. The, I'm given the benefit that these are retarded Chileans. Hey, that's not a nice they word. They just came out of a coal mine and they, their, their uh, balance is, anyway, I have about 50 videos, but then I realized the videos I was getting of them, it was way too far away. They were like a hundred feet away. So I was like, I'm going to go for a swim, which was for two, twofold. A, I was going to go pee. Gross. And two. They had bathrooms. I got within five feet. I swam up to them with the Snapchat glasses and got them falling. So I hope, please, well, please, before we post this, can you try to find a good video yeah i'll try but i don't know why it's my job to post the snapchat story well, okay. every day and then the whole time i'm doing it you're complaining about the well, fact that i'm on my phone because the snap- uploading our snapchat story the snapchat you see how you see how defensive she gets your shadow self is very defensive <laughs> your snapchat shadow which by the way i'm wearing um new headphones and my voice sounds really good in these headphones can you hear how good my voice sounds sure baby. i've got you've got the three dollar headphones and i've got the fifty dollar headphones and it's a different experience yeah but the headphone is not the microphone i know but i can hear i can hear it better Coming soon to a theater near you. Floppy tits falling off a battleboard. Even the sharks were like, I'm not going to eat that. That's a loser. <laughs> like the sharks want to eat like a cool surfer who like knows what he's doing. Not some. Anyway, look, I've, it sounds like I'm shaming plastic surgery by no means. I'm just shaming the asshole who had the music on who also had fake tits. Anyway, we're going to get out of here in a minute. But uh, what did we learn? What? You don't want to go? Well, we're at it. We're already at 42. By the time we wrap up. Wow. I felt like we just got started. Did we even have like a single train of thought? Did we? (sighs) We told the story about the people falling, but there was really no point to that story. The point was, well, I I can tell you. The point was that it's your shadow self that thinks that it's okay to record people falling. Well, look, it's not okay to record a 75 year old lady in the steam room. As we know that playboy model. Yeah, that's awful. She didn't even get jail time, but she which, didn't No, She got thir- she, she got 40 hours of community service, specifically removing graffiti. That was the punishment. She has to scrub off graffiti, which is going to be so hilarious because you know, she's, you know, it said nothing but increase her social media following like her, the publicity she got from it. But anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, That's some, a heartless some chick posted on Snapchat. Oh my gosh. If I, if I have to see this, so do you. And she posted a photo of a naked lady in the steam room and the lady is basically, uh, the, they, they took action. They, 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 so because there aren't many public shaming laws right now and it's important to know, like you can't, can't do that. Well, there are definitely rules against, you know, recording people naked without their consent. But that was a gray area because... And there because are rules against having your phone, like our gym, you can't, you're not allowed to be on your phone in the locker room. Right. 
Right, but it's still it's it, it was a gray enough area where this chick was made to be taught a lesson. I know what you're thinking, but Dave, you took videos. I took videos of a clothed chick at a beach. So I think I was I think I was in the right. I think I was allowed to do that, and I was doing it for comedic purposes. I don't know. Maybe I'm being hypocritical, but the point is. Uh, What we're talking about here to tie it back is, um, uh, yes, it's funny to watch someone fall. How is that? That's not that doesn't seem like a harmful shadow self because humor is something that you don't control. So the in this story, the the woman was like laughing uncontrollably, like to the point where like her husband and kids are embarrassed and she's embarrassed, but she like can't stop laughing at like her friend who has fallen in the mud. It. You know, you should, that's not right. Sometimes people's natural reaction in an uncomfortable situation is a little bit of a chuckle or like, you know, sometimes like you don't want your kid to cry, right? So like you're not supposed to be like, oh, are you okay? And then they, they, they cry. So, you know, you sort of, sometimes you just laugh things off. But if somebody just fell in a mud puddle and maybe hurt themselves, don't laugh. Yeah. See if they're okay. Assess the situation before you have Uh, real quick side story. One of the, one of the all time best moments I've ever had, um, like bonding with my mom, we, we would go to my stepdad's mom's house for Christmas Eve. She isn't, wasn't, she's passed away. She was an old German lady. She's from Germany. Her English wasn't great, but it was my step grandmother. And every year for Christmas Eve, very, very a Catholic family. We would, um, we would read a uh, Bible verse and also sing, uh, Christmas carols, but we would always sing, um, Oh, Christmas tree and Oh, Tannenbaum. You know what I mean? We would sing the German version, but she was, um, in her eighties and had a she had a very beautiful voice with, uh, most of the time, but for whatever reason, she couldn't hit these notes. And uh, like, oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum. And then she, however it goes, but she missed a few notes and couldn't like catch herself. And I kind of nudged my mom and my mom started belly laughing. And my that's why I do stand up because my mom doesn't laugh. So like you do stand up because you can't make your family happy. That's pretty much how it goes. And my mom, uh, she... And it was a situation where you were not supposed to laugh. The whole family sitting around. My mom's the in-law. So she's, and you know, she cried. She probably peed. She cried. (laughs) She cried herself for, I'm talking five or 10 minutes. And the more her Irish Catholic guilt wanted her to stop laughing, she had to laugh that much harder. She probably like tore a belly muscle laughing (laughs) at, at, in this peaceful Christian moment of song <laughs> and my mom just like and the more I would like the more my sister and I would acknowledge it would just fuel this laughter it's just a beautiful thing but she didn't mean harm but um she was left out of the will <laughs> no uh, but anyway so um it's uh it's a shout out but, but so more more so than someone slipping and falling it's it's um it's it's the benefit of the doubt that we're all good people yet we do um we do protect ourselves with a lot of ugliness, right? Wouldn't you say like we protect ourselves in times? Uh, use me as an example. I, I do a lot of bad shit, but it, can you speak to how I deal with trolls? I mean, it is. You guys can go to my YouTube and see how I deal with trolls. Um, go to my, I, I do bachelor recap videos. I just did bachelorette recap. So just search Dave Neal or bachelorette uh, guys review or whatever. And uh, if you watch the show, I do like a 10 to 15 minute recap. And I was just commenting that it was a, we had a first African-American female um, bachelorette and how she's got a mixed cast. And, you know, I had someone be like, I'm offended by how you, and, and like two or, and, and I made a joke about being hanged because there was a, um, a, a, someone's brother committed suicide and it was off. I actually did apologize for that because like, it's nothing funny about that, but the fact that ABC can just air it, you know, they can air all the well, sentimental they, shit and then they, I can't they comment capitalize on, it. on other people's grief. Exactly. Like, that's, that's, I think what you were, I mean, I don't know. Sorry, yeah. babe. I didn't watch a recap, but I'm well, assuming you that out. You're, it was fire. It was a fire you, recap. That you're making a joke about how like crazy it is that ABC and the bachelor like come in and like, you know, they, they put these people's lives on display. They find like the, you know, the deepest, darkest shadow of their past. Like, oh, this guy's brother, you know, committed suicide when he was a young age. Obviously. Hung himself that, on a tree. That affects, that affects you and yeah. your development and, and I that affects your joke, life like, yeah. and it affects your relationships your whole life. But it's, it's crap that. 
It's crap that I don't trust. They exploit it. Yeah, I don't trust the story when it's done in the first seven minutes of the season. Like, maybe that's episode four. Maybe, you know, this guy sticks around Josiah, and then they talk about, oh, yeah, and by the way, like, here's part of my identity. It was horrible. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe that. But it's like right off the gate. He's like, ah, my brother hung himself when he was seven. Like, holy shit. What are we selling here? The TV shows are just, we're just here to sell soap and dish detergent like oh my gosh like talk about wanting some like nice you know i'm there i'm there to make fun of the different guys and then all of a sudden we're talking about like child suicide like holy shit but um so of course i made a joke about it and um and i I am so offended but anyway the way i deal with trolls online is i hear what they're offended about and i ask them if there's any other issues and i like make sure like i'm and basically if you make sure you hear their point and don't get me wrong if i had millions of people watching that and I, and I had, you know, 1500 haters, I wouldn't take the time to address them. But most people are very kind and most people really like it. So when I get one or two that don't, I'm like, what's your problem? Oh, you were okay when I was making fun of the gay guy, but not when I'm making fun of the suicide. Okay. So that's what pisses you off. Oh, you were okay when I was making fun of suicide, but not when I was making fun of the black girl. So it's like everyone has their thing that pisses them off and it kind of triggers their own sort of like shadow self. Like Tasha, what pisses you off? Bad drivers. Yeah. But you know, and we've, we've, uh, not on the podcast, but personally, we've, we've talked about this. You, you get a very, like you're from Kentucky. You're from wide open streets. You've, you've, uh, punched some serious speedometer part, uh, speeding tickets, like some serious. Yeah. And we don't need to get into the numbers, but th- if it was a radio station, it would be like 104.7. It, would be a fair, it wouldn't be like 89.2. It'd be like 219.4, the, the rave. You've, and, and, um, you, and it's probably a few things. I'm sure it's the freedom. Who doesn't love the open road? And then now you live in Los Angeles. You can't even get into second gear before some guy doesn't use his blinker. So, or cuts you off or so whatever else. I'm sure you love when you're traveling to a job an hour out of town. Once you get through the traffic, I'm sure you love the open road. You love to punch the pedal and feel it. Who doesn't? That's such an American Chevy. Put the top down. Life is a highway. Anyway, <laughs> so my, my voice is bad. I shouldn't talk about it. I want to ride on and long. Woo. If you're going my Did way. you have a point or did you I'm just sing want to break into the song? Point. Uh, the point is, is that you, uh, in order to live, like what's more important to you? And, uh, and, and everyone who's listening, we're going to wrap this up. Why are you looking at the fucking window? Someone's I'm parking next to me. I want to make sure they don't hit my car. I'm dating a 94-year-old woman <laughs> who looks out the window whenever somebody parks next to her car. <laughs> See what I'm saying? That car is your ticket to freedom. So you're guarding it. Uh, so... If everyone listening, we've all got our triggers. What's more important to you, Tasha? Teaching all nine million people how to drive, or one one bad driver at a time. One driver at a time. Boy, if I really, if I had like millions and millions of Instagram followers or Snapchat followers, that's what I would do. I would do a PSA a day about how to work your blinker, who has the right away at a stop sign. I mean, actually, everyone should already know this. That's what really gets me about the it. It's is, like everybody if, took a driving test. If we automated Didn't driving, you read the book? if we automated driving, there would be no traffic. It's all human error. It's yeah, absolutely. So, but anyway, you've you've got to decide. It's so it's such a beautiful easy thing that you know what one of your triggers is. I wish mine was so easy. A lot of my triggers is not feeling like people are paying attention to me, like uh, not feeling you know, I mean, I mean, maybe, and maybe you could, you know, help me find some of mine in a positive way to grow from. I'm, I'm not that organized, whatever. Um, I have, um, my, my biggest flaw is though, always wanting to succeed. That's from like, a, they always say when you get interviewed, what's your biggest flaw? My giant dick, <laughs> my real big ass cock. <laughs> you didn't get that job. Did you? Um, I hung out for a while. Okay, so uh, you're. What's better? Do you just like? How do you live in a city but also want that freedom? Or is it freedom toxic? Is it something like? Can you find the freedom within? Can you find that feeling with your windows rolled up, sitting in bumper to bumper traffic? Yeah, that's the thing, and that's what I try to preface this whole conversation with is that I don't really get super enraged. Like I don't, you know, sure I I blurt out obscenities, but 
it, I'm not holding on to like that angry feeling inside. I'm not like thinking about it later at night, the guy who cut me off. It doesn't really. But for 20 minutes after you get home, you might. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all sit through traffic in LA and go, fuck. And get stressed out. But I work, when I work in um, Santa Monica, one of my side jobs, I drive for eight hours a day. I just drive like the locals around, these little cars. I don't feel that stress when I'm driving others around. It's kind of like moving. You don't feel that stress when you're helping someone else move. What is that? Why, why is that? Like, I don't feel the stress when I'm just doing, is it because I know I'm doing my job making money versus like. Or like you're not in a rush. To not get to a place, you're not like it's not like this is something that you have. For me, I think it's if kind you gave of like more time, if I'm driving, it's like I'm getting from point A to point B, and I want to do it as efficiently as possible. And so when all these other things are happening, when it's stressful or I'm worried about running late, then it's like I get wound up. But for if you if your job, if your point B, if all you have to do is is drive these people around, it's not stressful because you are doing the thing. Maybe you get stressed on the drive to your job where you go drive. If you think you're running oh, late yeah, or whatever, absolutely. but once you're there, it's not stressful because it's it's the thing you're supposed to be doing. So it's almost like detaching from the outcome, just knowing you're going to get there when you get there. It's kind of crazy. Like no matter how hard you work, you're still going to accomplish the same amount of shit. I mean, I'm not saying like sit on your ass versus, but like when I stress out, like if I'm stressed out over, like, I got to write new stand up material, I got to be funny. That feeling of stress isn't making me funnier. You just have to... Yeah, stress doesn't make it any better. That's Somebody told me that back in the day um, in New York because I, I do get really anxious about running late, which is why I always like leave super early. I'm always the first one at every party because I just get to places on time, which <laughs> is like are. something that doesn't exist in Los Angeles. Um, but I'm, we I'm both, always... We both are the first to the party. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. I'm always on time. If I'm late, it's because there was something seriously wrong you were on the, the highway. You were the only person at this party for a while. Yeah. And the night before, I was at a birthday party and I, I showed up before the birthday girl and I was alone at the bar <laughs> and an Asian guy's hitting on me and I have low self-esteem so I let him and I gave him five grand because he sucked the shit out of my dick. <laughs> he punched the cock, folks. Uh, that would be a good one to end on but we're not going to end yet because I, I interrupted you. So You didn't. Yeah, really. that would have been a good oh, little callback. that's call nice back. of you yeah. to even notice that what you interrupted me. <laughs> I know when I interrupt, I just can't stop myself. That's my road That's rage. a problem. But so, but, oh, but so you you do get very stressed before you're heading to work and I get it. You have to look good. You have to have all these things done. You're getting judged. You're meeting with strangers. It's like when I do stand-up at a new venue. I get so anxious because I'm like, I don't know where the stage is. I don't know where the fucking water is or what the green room. I don't know any of that. I don't know if the crowd's redneck or what. I don't know any of that. And I get kind of anxious. And you've seen it in me. And it's a fucking annoying. I start talking to myself. And I'm like, oh, wait, what should I do? Blah, blah, blah. And with you, you get very strung up before you have to go to work. And, and honestly, five out of ten times, we fight. We end up fighting. I'll be in bed still or on the couch. That's well, that's the only time that I really get annoyed when I'm trying to get out the door in the morning is but when pause. you're in my way. That's the thing. Well, I was just going to say, get in my way. I was going to say, make this, make this about you and not about me. What do you mean? Try to make it about you. What makes you upset? Assuming that only you can that really feel. I'm running feel- a tight ship and you're <laughs> fucking it up. That's what it is. Pirate Tasha. <laughs> I holler. Oh, really? Like, I can't. Full steam ahead. You know, I can't focus when, like, it's messy in here. I just, I don't know why that's part of me. It's part of me. I know it's true. But, like. But if I'm on the couch and no, the bed's no, no, not here's made. The th- yeah. It's like, either just stay in bed and stay out of my way and I'll use the couch as sort of my work. You know, like. I, I can compartmentalize a little bit, but when you get up and you start making it, you leave a trail of mess behind you, babe. It is, that's one of your things. I'm a slug. You really are. Tasmanian devil. You got your goop just dripping <laughs> behind you. My slug and so, like, trail. you get out of bed, you don't make the bed, you, like, you know, tear up the kitchen trying to make coffee and eggs, and then you, like, sprawl out on the couch. And suddenly, like, our entire apartment is covered with either you or your slime, and, like, I'm trying to get ready. All right, and, and that makes sense to you, but I'm sure people listening are going, oh, you've made Dave the problem. Cause you no, know, I preface that whole rant with admitting my problem okay, is so that maybe from I now have on, a I, hard time. I should sleep on the day bed. I should sleep in a... No, seriously, would that solve your issue if I slept in another room no, the night before you, know you had a big job? No, what would solve my issue is you just 
being generally considerate of like my sort of hang up, which is yeah, I can't, I can't get ready. Like I, <laughs> my, my ritual before I go out the door and normally you're out the door first. So this is just part of my thing Bread is whatever. to clean literally everything. I pick up every day before I go every day. I make the bed. I like, you and know, it's a beautiful I fluff thing. the couch and I appreciate and I clean that. The kitchen. I appreciate that. And so it's, I cannot get ready for work when I'm surrounded by chaos because everywhere I go is it's like an ADD thing. It's like everything distracts me. Every little thing that's out of place I notice and I have to fix. It's control. So it's not a bad even, thing. No, it's, it's control. It, you want it's it, you it's want a lack con- of control. I have no control over but you being want control. literally tortured on the inside <laughs> by like all of your shit that's out of place. So if I need to walk from you know the makeup station to the bathroom to get my hairbrush or whatever i'm going to see eight of your things in the way out of place making a mess on the way and i have to pick up literally all of those things before i can get to the bathroom Do like i can't know? just walk past them why not <laughs> it tears me up inside i understand babe. i understand but what you're what you're saying what what i'm what i'm sure an expert would say uh, is that I have this problem because of you. And then you insert whatever the issue is. And it's like, I get it. Obviously. No, I'm saying I know this is my own problem, but it would be nice if you could accommodate me a little bit just by being considerate about putting your fucking shoes away well, before you go to bed. PBR. Picking up your socks. PBR. Yes. Yeah. Which, so you, we which created, you say PBR, but how many times do you actually put that into practice? PBR stands Because last for, night I just left you on the couch hold sprawled on. out. It was the best sleep I've ever had. Uh, PBR stands for pre-bed ritual. Pre-bed. And, Bedtime ritual. Well, that's PBTR. (laughs) No, bedtime is one word. Pre-booty ritual. And that's where you, we've we've decided that sometimes we have issues if like I'll go to bed and leave some shit out. And yeah, like because we do, we like, we, we camp out in front of the TV. We have our snacks, we have our drinks. We have the remotes are out. The pillows are fucked up. I'm relapsing with, with cake over here. The blankets are all messed up. I have a sugar crash. And you have a thing where you just peel yourself up off the couch. You pick up nothing and you go get in bed. Yeah. And that really irritates me. Well, for 29 years out of my life, that's what I did. Yeah, so, which uh, so, is really inconsiderate but, of your mother so, and brother and sister. Well, they just didn't care. So, yeah, but my mom I would always... Care. Yeah, and I understand that. So that's why we created a pre-bed ritual, PBR, if you will, uh, Blue Ribbon, uh, award-winning beer from 1845. Um, 44, I think. 1844. Uh, but anyway, if we need a morning ritual, that's fine too. But I need you to realize, like, you know, sometimes, you know, if I walk the dog or make the coffee, that's way... Or do laundry, that's way more energy than the little things that bother you. So No, but the point is, is that it all has to get done anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, give you gold stars for doing the dishes and walking the dog and, the, and those things that I really appreciate. But that doesn't mean that you can just pass by the other things that still need to get done and it's those are it's simple things which is why like when it no but but when you let one thing go and the next thing go and the next thing go then it adds up to a big problem like then the whole house is messy people must think we live in in like in like a really messy place but it's like a sock it's like a bottle cap. But I get it. I get it. No, but it's like it's you can stuff. if you can just notice the one if you just take care of these things one thing at a time that that are What's the word that I'm searching for? It's like it will add one second to your day to just put your socks know, in the you hamper a, you very military, instead of just leaving them you on have the a ground. Very military upbringing. But but when all these little things add up and now there's suddenly just your junk everywhere, then it's like you need to devote an hour to picking up everything. Whereas you could just do it as <clears> it comes, and it would be really simple and easy. Yeah, and it, that just that makes way more sense to me. Sure, and as long as it makes sense to you, that's fine. <laughs> the energy that you have lost just thinking about picking up. Look at you. You're exhausted. You're doing the thinking, man. Your head's on your fucking I, fist. It just, it really frustrates me so much. But you understand that my efforts are to not have you frustrated and it's something about um, creating rituals and creating, like, it's, we've done a, we got to wrap this up, but we've done a good job labeling some of these issues. So we acknowledge the issue at night. Now it's important we acknowledge it in the morning. But that means you have to give me the affirmations I need. You know what I mean? I'm very dog, good boy. I'm just good. I'm just good boy oriented. 
So, so I it, have to treat you like me. Right, yeah, treat me like a fucking dog. Rub my belly. Good, good job, Dave. And just make me believe that you mean it. Don't just be like, good job, Dave. And then I move, good job, Dave. And then I just run around in the hamster wheel like, mom says, good job. I can run around in the hamster wheel now. Like, make it, like, fucking make me believe like I'm contributing and helping and not just like all the wrong things because managed in that style i'm very reward driven i'm a comic i i live for the laughs i live for the people who write a review of this episode search sex actually on itunes click the link click write a review and leave us a nice review Uh, but that's how that's how i am and i'm uh i'm learning how you are and we've survived multiple stages in this relationship uh where we could have decided to throw in the towel because we didn't want to better ourselves because we just wanted to be right we didn't do that. We bought a book. Why good people do bad things? <laughs> Dave Googled something. Pretty soon, Tasha will realize why she does bad things. That's the episode we had to go. <laughs> no, so thank you so much for everyone who's listening. Uh, get back on the train with us. Share this with your friends. We need to really boost our numbers and get, get, this, uh, get this voice out there now that I sound good. Um, Tasha, thank you so much for um, sticking with me. Thanks so much for picking up my socks near your makeup station. I'm so sorry that you've sprained your ankle on my ankle socks. I'm so sorry that they've caused you such harm. And I hope that we can get over it. And we've got a new bench here with a pot. We have, we have a new storage bench that the podcast gear goes in. So everything has a home. We have a home. I'm assuming you have a home. Maybe you're in your car listening and that's your home. That's fine too. Uh, as long as you write a review and hit the subscribe button. Um, I'm meandering now at an hour five. Everyone go punch the cock. Have a good one. And we'll see you later. This is sex. Actually the podcast. Bye. Okay. Now that Tasha's gone, I want everyone to know that I'm right. And then I just pick up my socks to keep her from throwing shit at me. And she has a band-aid on her ass. <laughs> <laughs>